Yeah, absolutely. So X Endurance is a health and wellness um, nutrition company, uh, also with a sports performance sector. So we actually broke out into the U.S. market in, in 2008. Um, with our sports and performance supplements. So that's our extreme endurance product, which is our clinically proven product, our protein, our creatine, and our fuel sources. Uh, we've actually been in business since 1998, and we started in Europe and the UK with our nutrition line, which is our uh, immune boost, which is our multivitamin, our omega, and our joint supplement. So we have a full product line of wellness products for both professional athletes, your weekend warriors, and general health and wellness. Um, what really sets X Endurance apart is a few big things. One, we use research dosages of all of our ingredients, which means a lot of, when you review a lot of nutrition labels, you'll see like the recommended daily amount versus the research dosage amount. So when clinical studies actually come out about supplementations like vitamin D and omegas, we find the research dosage level, and that's what we put in our product. Uh, it's better for everyone, and we always use the, the premium grade product. So that is one differentiator. And then the other differentiator is we are uh, informed sport and informed choice. So our product line, all of them go through the rigorous process of the um, LGC, which is the largest international governing body very different than NSF. NSF just focuses on the US, which is a little bit different versus um, the LGC does batch testing and it's certified internationally. So it actually goes through a more rigorous process because you have to follow the guidelines internationally. And a lot of people don't really know the difference. They look for the blue label and they say, oh, NSF certification, that's the best. But actually, um, the LGC is an international one. So no matter where you are competing, whether you're in Australia or the UK or the US, you know, your, our products are safe. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't realize that, well, most people who get into sports and fitness in some level realize that, you know, the regulation on supplements in the US is pretty, pretty low, at least the standards of proving what you say is in your supplements is pretty low for most companies. And most of the time it's not until after something happens that you actually have to show what's on the label is actually in the product as is like the yeah. incident that's going on with uh, Blackstone labs and a few other sketchy uh, companies out there. But yeah. internationally, a lot of other countries have a lot, a lot harsher regulations and stricter regulations on supplements. So that international standard is pretty interesting. And I didn't really, think about that when you're trying to sell product internationally. Yeah, it goes through like, for example, a, a great example is our extreme endurance. Uh, a lot of people think that that's just an endurance product, but it actually has, we've done six clinical studies on it. Three of them were third party double blind placebo tested studies, which people sometimes think like, oh, they sent it to somebody else to do the study and they're biased. And I'm like, well, that's actually why we sent it to someone else because it's an unbiased study. And uh, we tested a lot of biomarkers in athletes, and we're working on a study right now where we're testing biomarkers in the general population. Can't say too much about that one because we don't have any findings yet. But once we get through that study, it's going to, we hope, open up a lot of different uh, eyes to what actually happens in your body um, under oxidative stress, which is happens to every single person. If you're mm -hmm. breathing, you're 
your body is, you know, oxidizing and, and creating the oxidative stress in your system. So um, it is the secret killer of most people. Time Magazine wrote a whole article about it. But a lot of people don't realize that uh, companies don't have to put everything in the label. There's like a certain percentage, like, oh, if it's under this percent, you don't have to claim it, which that is why the supplement industry gets such a bad rap because people lie to the consumer. And it's not, you know, one of the biggest things we see all the time, especially on the marketing side, is people say, oh, um, you know, you have a diet, your diet, your dietary supplement is not FDA regulated. Well, 90% of dietary supplements aren't FDA regulated, but people see them in a grocery store and assume that it went through the FDA research. But it doesn't have to. Just because it's on the shelf at a grocery store doesn't mean the FDA approved it. Mm -hmm. It just means that the company, that grocery store, decided that they were going to sell it there. So, um, yeah, the supplement industry, you know, has long been um, very unregulated and it's it's very sad, but it's nice to be able to work for a company and really see the behind the scenes and market and do the marketing towards saying, Hey, we actually look at what we're putting into our product and we constantly evolve and change as new research comes out with things like lutein and zeaxanthin that's in one of our products now that has huge, made huge strides. And it's the only two vitamins that have made strides in helping fight uh, macular degeneration from blue light, which, you know, even us doing this um, podcast right now, we're both looking at blue light because we're both looking at a computer. So, yeah. you know, it's just, it's really interesting because I've learned, I never was a science person ever. I, math and science were my worst subjects in my whole life. But as I've gotten older and done this research and been with, you know, X Endurance for the past few years, I'm learning a lot more in, in more digestible chunks of what, vitamins and nutrients and supplementation actually do and why everyone needs to be supplementing their body with something just because of the grade of our food and the soil and the changes to environment. There's just so much now going on and there's everyone and their mother is claiming they have the best supplement, the next best thing, like, oh, our supplement does this and cures this without having proof. And it's, you know, we always just tell people, you know, read the labels, talk to your doctor, you know, make sure you're always researching you know, on your own. There's a lot of great articles out there to read, you know, that, that will help guide people into figuring out what's best for them. Yeah, that's, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. The The main one that I found inter interesting is that you use clinical doses because there's a lot of supplements when you go and grab, like say you grab a, 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 a fish oil supplement and you look at it, it will have like like 300% of say the daily recommended intake or uh yeah the RDI of what fish oil you need or like 500 and sometimes you know like with vitamins and supplements there may be like a thousand mm -hmm. like percent and even when you go look at like research or if you do have the time to go look at the research you go like well why do I need a thousand percent when a hundred percent is the max I can need and in some cases, like with multivitamins, you're not absorbing the rest of it. You're just, just excreting out as waste. So that's, exactly. that's really interesting that you go with what the literature says is actually an effective dose. Yeah. And that's a great point you, you brought up was the absorption. So one of the key things that the founder of X Endurance, 
he was an athlete himself um, with the U.S. bobsled team, you know, and he was always, always wondering, like, you know, what, what, what can our body actually absorb? Because again, you know, you lose a lot when, you know, you excrete a lot of your vitamins and supplementation. So if you look at the, at the packaging, you can see whether you're using X endurance products or any other products, you can look at the packaging and see what is actually in there. Where is it sourced? What kind of, for example, you brought up omegas. There's two different types. There's ethyl ester, which is a synthetic blend that's not as absorbable in the, in the body versus a triglyceride. And in a triglyceride form, your body can't really tell the difference between a piece of salmon and the triglyceride form, but the triglyceride form is about three or four times more expensive than ethyl ester. So most companies don't use it because the margins would be not great. But yeah. And that's it's what's absorbed best in your body. So that's why we chose to use the one that's most readily available for your body to absorb. Yeah. And that's, the, that's another minor detail that a lot of people just don't know because they don't have the time or know how to research it is just the difference in the exact substances in their supplements. Like the difference between those two kind of substances there and how it absorbs and the price difference between the two and how it jacks up the price of a product makes a real difference in a supplement line, especially the supplement company's bottom line. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, and again, you know, businesses are businesses exist to make money and that's totally understandable. I mean, I would, I wouldn't sit here and say, you know, every company needs to change everything because the way they're doing, and you know, I'm not a nutritionist. I didn't go to school and get a big degree in learning about the human body and everything, but I have the power to go to scholar.google where all articles live on scientific research. And I can actually go through the list of ingredients and research. Is there pros and cons to taking certain things? Like what is, you know, there is so much out there, like the keto diet's the best diet for you. No, it's not. This whole 30 diet is the best diet for you. This, you know, it's, there's so much out there with what's the best and what, you know, everyone should be doing. And I think that's really hard for people to decide, you know, what's right for me. So that's why I always take it to actual research and say, okay, what do I actually need to put in my body if I'm going to be, you know, training for a marathon or doing a weightlifting competition or whatever it is, what is good for my body and kind of go from there. I'm not, Again, I'm not like a professional at this. I'm, again, as I said, a marketing director. So I get to get a lot of information at once from what consumers like to see and what consumers want to learn. And I get the opportunity to talk with people much smarter than me in this world of science and the human body and chemistry and biology and all these different types of roles that go into learning more. So that way I can take the information that's super sciencey um, and for lack of better words, dumb it down. So everyone can understand it because half the time I'll be listening to it and I have no idea what's going on because it's like this ion and this ion and it's a lot to handle. So it's my job to break it down for people so that way you can understand, everyone can understand easily what is actually happening happening in your body and how can you protect it. Yeah, uh, that's the frustrating thing is researching is really tough for a lot of people just because it's not that the research isn't out there, the information is out there. It's just that unless you have 
someone on your team or the money to actually invest in search engine optimization, like you're not going to find it. Like most of the actual research articles and clinical study information on supplements or training or anything like that is going to be buried way, way down because NCBI and National Institute of Health don't pay for search engine optimization. No, and they're just like, here's the information. I found that going to, um, if you go to scholar.google.com, that's where all of those articles live and you can search it. But I'm not saying that that's easy because when you type in anything, you know, we were doing an article on creatine and the benefits of creatine and how everybody needs it, how we make it in our body naturally and how much an athlete should consume, you know, and I found a ton of great information, but 90% of it I couldn't read. And it's, it's, uncons- it's unconsumable, falls on deaf ears, because even reading the abstract versus, you know, all the, the conclusion, you have to read through all of that and, and you are left with just a jumble of words and numbers and it can be very confusing. So, you know, the content is there, but a lot of times it's not even digestible, no pun intended, but, <laughs> you know, it's not even digestible because people can't understand it. So I think that there's, you know, something to be said for companies, you know, putting out information in a easy to understand way for everyone to say, Hey, this is the deal. This is, you know, even if I'm not pitching X endurance products, just in general, learning about creatine in the body and, and the positive effects that creatine has on men and women and just learning about it and you know, just putting out the information for what it is, just because I want people to live a healthy, long life. I mean, and that's good. And that's one of the things that's, uh, I like on the X endurance site is that it's got a lot of information about the supplements, about the products, and it's direct, simple, and easy to understand. Mm-hmm. And, but speaking of the products itself, um, something that I've noticed pretty much right off the bat that was very different from almost every other supplement company out there is if I'm counting this right, there's pretty much only, you only have nine products essentially like actually like standalone products and then you have packs and combinations of things. So, whereas, I mean, if I were to go on to, or not even go on to, but if I was to go into like a GNC location and pick out pretty much any any major name brand, there would be a bajillion different products. Like, uh, so is that a part of just X endurance's policy of putting out only stuff that is really proven to work? Or are these just the things that the company really believes in? And that's just all that is what you really want for people to look into. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a, a, multi-part I think with our company specifically so one we won't put out products that we haven't done full research on our R&D in terms of does the market need it Um, do like in terms of like do our bodies need it what is the best way um, for us to consume said supplement a lot of people will put things in um, RTDs or ready to drink supplements or they'll put them in a gel capsule or they'll put them in a powder but that's not the best way for a person to consume it. So we go through the research and process of how can someone consume the supplement that we need to get, what's what's missing and what is what do people need. So we come out with um, a few, we're coming out with a few new products this year 
um, towards the middle of the year and the end of the year because of the amount of research and that goes into it and the amount of testing. So we test every single product. So the biggest difference with X Endurance is we don't use anybody else's formula. So we don't go to the manufacturer and say, hey, we need a protein. We need a whey isolate protein and we want it to be strawberry. We build that protein ourselves. So most companies will use a base of somebody else's protein that's their formula and they just add a flavor to it. Or they come out with their own base and just add a flavor to it. But we actually go through the process of developing the entire product from scratch. So they're proprietary blends of the product. um, And we develop them that way for a reason. Because we want to know what we're putting into our product. And we don't want to be just like everybody else. We want our products to be the most bioavailable, safe. And they have to go through um, the um, allergy C certification. That can take up a couple months for them to actually test, batch test all the products and make sure everything that's going out there is all drug tested. So it, it is, takes a while. And unique thing about X Endurance, and I absolutely love this about the company, is it is a 100% um, from the start, a self-funded business. So there was no major investor that came in that handed over X Endurance you know, money to launch 50 products off the bat. It was self-funded. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So we came out with products that were crucial to people's lives to make them healthier versions. You know, I talked about oxidative stress and um, our extreme endurance and our immune boost are the, one of the two biggest, best, best formulas that you can have to fight oxidative stress. And I don't think anyone knows about that. No, no one knows about free radical damage and what that does to your body. You know, you may have heard about it, but if you were to do a Google search on free radical damage, you're not going to find very much because it's not talked about. But, you know, it's so we kind of it's kind of a multi-step thing where it's not just that we don't feel there's more products that could be out there. It's just we go through such extensive research. And trust me, we do a lot of sampling in our office of things that come through that do not taste so great. So it takes a long time to make sure that when you, you know, you, I know you've had our protein, you know, our vanilla protein, everyone says tastes just like the captain or the cinnamon toast crunch cereal, like the, yeah. the end. Um, so we go through a rigorous process to make sure that it tastes good and it's good for you. So it's not just about the flavor. It's, we haven't, we don't put preservatives in, in our products. We never use ever. A lot of companies use sucralose, which is um, an awful sugar. It destroys your gut. It's terrible for you. I don't know why the FDA allows it to be in literally everything, but we never use artificial dyes. We never use artificial sweeteners, um, and we never use we don't use preservatives. Um, and we do that so you know you're not getting filler. If, you, if most people read the back of their bags, they don't even know what they're get they're they're getting. And a lot of times it's filled. Those proteins that taste so great, um, they probably have sucralose in it. And um, I actually wrote a, bro- a blog about sucralose in your gut and how it literally just kills your large intestine, just destroys it. So I'm very proud. That would uh, actually be an interesting point just because I have uh, um, uh, a f- another acquaintance of mine. She's a PhD student. Uh, I forget where exactly i think it's etsu but she is a microbiologist and she actually studies the but the gut biome so those would be like things i want to talk to her about is 
you know, artificial sweeteners and gut health and all that kind of stuff. But me, like the preservatives and particularly the filler, like just how much of the supplement is actually the supplement and not just basically a placebo powder is another major issue with, you know, what, what people are actually getting. Yeah, exactly. And again, I'm not, I, I, she probably knows way more than I know about, you know, the, um, your gut health and, and all the different things, but I just, you know, just by reading it, it's, I think people, you know, are very jaded about what um, FDA regulates and they just think, oh, it's, you know, gone through the Food and Drug Administration, it has to be good for you, and it's not. And it's sad that we live in a world where they can blatantly lie to you and say, yeah, like sucralose isn't that bad for you, really, but aspartame is over here killing people. They're basically the same thing. <laughs> you know, so it's like one of those things where it's like you really need to, you you need to do your research and figure out what you're putting in your body and that's why I'm so excited about social media and all the changes and how easy it is to get information out to people now than it ever has been because you can't hide behind a veil. You can't hide behind this fake veil and say, oh yeah, no, my products are, I, I did a post, which I got um, probably a lot of flack for, but that's fine, about how companies say all natural or organic, we have, everything's all natural and you read the back of the bag and it's got sucralose in it. How can you say your product is natural if you're using an artificial sugar or an artificial sweetener, you know? So I went on a little rant there a second, but I mean, it just, it's hard to be in the supplement industry and you're constantly in battle with everybody about, you know, this is good, this is bad, this isn't good. And so, I mean, it, everyone should do research. If you can, if you have the ability, ask questions, you know, ask, ask the companies that, you know, that you're taking their product from like, Hey, I noticed you put this in your product. Why? Tell me why I get those D those DMS all the time in our social media account. Hey, I noticed you added this in your supplement. Can you tell me why? Yes. I would love to tell you why. Let me explain ourselves. And you want to know what, if we don't have the exact answer, if I can't answer because I don't have a PhD in chemistry or biology, I will go and find the person that can and explain it to you. So that's kind of, one of my biggest things in my role is never put out absolutes, but always give people as much information as they need to be able to ask questions. If they want to ask questions, great. I'm happy to answer them. And if I can, I'll find someone that can. Yeah, the, the whole, I find it, the whole organic and all natural supplements pretty funny. Be Just in, just in principle, because I mean, it's a, highly processed powder like the protein thing for example is just like it's a separation of the whey casing all of that dehydrated down to a powder so it's just it's funny when supplement companies try to throw in like all natural organic x y and z just when it's like you can't find a, a protein powder in nature anywhere so but like people aren't coming for supplements because they're organic or all natural yeah, anyway. Use like organic things in the supplement. That's that's fine. Like if you're like you know we source X and Y from an organic plant. Okay, great. I'd rather know that you know if you're gonna put um, something in your product, if you're gonna put like a green or um, a vegetable or something. Like we use organic sweet potatoes to make our um, our carb drink. I'm not saying that our carb drink is organic, but the product we used was to 
to make it was an organic sweet potato. So that's fine. Like at least I know if you're going to be making something, what you're putting in it is good for me. So that's great. But yeah, the all natural organic, that's a, always a very touchy subject. And um, just to get the labels on there alone to say what it is can be kind of expensive. And it's just, it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, it's a very touchy subject. You know, people always have to tiptoe around exactly what they're claiming when they put on the back of the bag, because it better be right. Because if it's not, you're going to be in a whole world of trouble. So we are very cautious on what we say and put out there because it's really important for you know, we want to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth when it comes to uh, to ingredients and why we do things the way we do things and um, how our product differs from from other products. Yeah, and that's that's always a good message is that you're just trying to produce products that are one as effective as the science and literature shows and two as effective as the company believes that they are within those parameters and three, and most importantly, without having to add anything else or spice it up and try and do more than what it's intended to do. Because I mean, was it a, a bang energy is in trouble because of uh, apparently overinflating it's the healthiness of its, of its drinks in uh I guess in New York state. So yeah. Uh, did you, you've, you probably heard yeah, about that, right? I mean, anytime I see an energy drink that has like a super creatine and I mean, there is, I mean, there's no proof that you should not mix. There is no solid proof. You shouldn't mix creatine with caffeine, but there is research that has been done saying, you know, don't mix creatine and caffeine because it could just, minimize the effects of both you know your caffeine may not make you as energized and the creatine may not work as well is there solid proof on it no but it's one of those things where it's like meh might as well not mix it I'm I'm not I don't have to mix it you know I can have my creatine before bed and it's you know going to help my cognitive function the next day so might as well but yeah I mean I try to the energy drink saga of the whole thing like I just I I don't do well with super caffeinated beverages to begin with. So, um, cause I'm a naturally hyper person already. So adding caffeine, extra caffeine to that just makes me unbearable. Um, so, but yeah, that whole energy drink saga and people p- playing like, Oh, this is natural energy and this is great energy. And you read the back of the bag and you're like or back of the bottle. It was like 350 milligrams of caffeine. Co- one cup of coffee has 45. Like, Holy cremoli. Like that's a ton that's a ton of caffeine to be consuming in one drink. And people drink like three of those a day. Yeah, and that's the like I it's sometimes really, really annoying when people so there's a to me there there has to be so at some point like yeah. Bang Energy is overinflating its health benefits of its drinks. A lot of supplement companies overinflate the health benefits of their products. But at a certain point, especially when it comes to something like Monsters or Red Bulls or things like that, I think there needs to be a point where like a judge needs to go, okay, no, common sense says that drinking 
a, a literal gram of caffeine is not good for you. So yeah. maybe like maybe they're just this is this falls on the consumer a little bit. Not maybe not the best thing to say, but that's just sometimes I just get like annoyed at seeing over and over again people going like oh this stuff made me sick and then just like well how much did you drink like well i drank like 15 in three days like yeah sometimes you just push i just want to put my head through it's a the wall same thing where like you know if you walk into a doctor's office and they say hey you know you're drinking you know he's like oh doc i want to lose weight okay well what's your diet like oh i have you know, make sure I have six Kit Kats a day and I drink, you know, a liter of Coke. I didn't realize a liter of Coke was going to make me obese or gain weight. It's like at some point, and I'm a, I totally agree with you on this, at some point it's, you know, you need to take responsibility for your actions. The information is out there. Sugar, over excessive sugar is not great for you. Over caffeinating your body is not great for you. Um but we live in a society, caffeine's a huge thing because we live in a society where we're constantly stressed out or people are overworked. You know, they're always working, you know, around the clock, 24 hours trying to, you know, whatever their goals are. And they think that, oh, you know, I need all this caffeine to keep me going versus the other. It's like, well, you need also need rest. You need to sleep. You need to recover. You, you know, I, I realize people can't take naps during the day, but you know, try to work more efficiently so that way you don't have to overload your body with caffeine in order to get through the day. And if you are going to take caffeine, if you are going to drink caffeine, you know, read what you're drinking. You know, green tea has amazing health benefits and it's also caffeinated. You got 45 milligrams in, you know, in of caffeine in, you know, uh, one cup of green tea, maybe a little bit less depending on how much water you use and the whole steeping effect and all that. But green tea has amazing health benefits Outside of the fact that it's a natural stimulant where you're going to not crash and it's good for your body. A lot of antioxidants. You know, there's a lot of alternatives out there that are found in nature that are good for you and will help you, you know, stay awake. Yeah. And I mean, that's the one, that's the one major thing is you can't supplement sleep, uh, supplement sleep, no matter how much you want. And I mean, going back to the issue with Bang Energy is, you know, when, when you buy a supplement, of, there's the little section on the box or the bag or whatever saying, you know, this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of disease or condition, all yeah, that kind of stuff. It has to be on every, but, it's on every dietary, it's, it's on our supplements as well. It has to be, it's like an FDA regulation. It has to be on every single product that doesn't go through FDA testing. Yeah, exactly. But when I was looking up Bang Energy, um, like there's an actual like liability waiver for drinking their 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 drinks, their canned energy drinks. Like there's a a part of their like uh, the website, you know, uh, waiver in terms of use for the website. I can't find the specific one. It was uh, on it was on the nutrition label for the drink itself was like a liability waiver about if you buy and drink this drink, like we're not uh, liable for like any damages X, Y, and Z. And for me, it's, it's like if I were to get a cup of coffee from a new coffee like shop down the line, I'm like, oh, okay, it's, 
new, whatever. It's supposed to be a really strong coffee and it had a like liability waiver on the cup. I would personally go, that seems a little odd. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't drink this. If, if by, by, by saying I'm buying and drinking this thing, I'm waiving rights to any damages that may come of drinking it. Like that's, yeah, that's kind of something where I think the consumer should look at and go, this seems a little off. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just not right. I mean, 300 milligrams of caffeine per can. And then you have to have like, you know, a whole, you know, and then they say like, oh, well, we got vitamin B and we have electrolytes and all this other great stuff in it. And it's like, you can, you know, you can put all that stuff in, you know, a product, but if the product's base is, is junk, then it's going to be junk. I mean, there's no, you can add as many vitamins, minerals, electrolytes, and positive things to a product. But if the product itself is filled with filler, artificial sweetener, artificial flavoring, artificial dye, um, a whole slew of weird things I can't even pronounce on the back of the packaging, um, it's probably not going to be that great for you because anything that you put in your body that's going to be good for you is just going to be wiped out by all the bad things. That's just my personal take on it. Again, I'm not, uh, I don't have a PhD in any of this. I don't, you know. I'm not a doctor. I can't tell yeah. you that, but I can tell you that they use a brand of sucralose called sucralene and right there it tells me, okay, this is probably going to affect my gut and, you know, it's got 0% sugar, but it tastes sweet. It's got 0%, su- it's got zero sugar in it, but it uses sucralose. So explain that to me. <laughs> you have zero, the content yeah. sugar of that is zero. And it says sugar is zero grams, but then you use an artificial sweetener. Very confusing. It's just very confusing. Products are very confusing. And every time I read the back of a package, I get more confused because I can read less of them. You know, that's why like so many people are on this whole foods kick. Like not the, not the, obviously not the um, grocery store. The store. I mean, a lot of people shop there and I call it whole paychecks, but a lot of people are on this whole foods <laughs> diet where they're, you know, they're finding different ways to utilize just food, just eat more, just eat more good food. So that way you don't have to supplement as much, but still there's that whole fact of the matter. Even if you're eating organic food, the soil that that food has grown in is so been, has gone through so much, like so much treatment and just you know, every time it rains and the runoff and it, nothing is truly organic and I could go on for days on this, but you know, there's still a need to supplement it. And that's how you see all these new, th- like the instant pot, the instant pot has been around forever. It's a pressure cooker. It's been around forever, but it's popular now because more people want to eat whole foods, but don't have time to cook. Like I don't have 12 hours to make ribs, but I can make fall off the bone ribs in an hour in my instant pot you know and i can make great stews we love korean food here which in our home and you know we eat a lot of it and a lot of the stews take a really long time to make great but i can put it in my pressure cooker so you're seeing all these things that have been around forever that are making this comeback and everyone's like you know but fifty thousand pins on pinterest of different recipes and it's like it's just because people are wanting to eat more 
good food. They know where it came from. They went to the grocery store. They read the labels. They brought it home. They cooked it themselves. And then they get to enjoy it. But no one wants to go through the 10-hour process of doing that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the hard part is just the – for a lot of people, it's learning how to cook in a timely manner. And really, it doesn't – if you know how what how to cook or how to just – make a meal really quickly. It doesn't take that long to do, but for a lot of people, it's just, it's that learning process, which takes forever Mm -hmm. to do. And again, that routine of cooking and prepping. And I mean, I'm with you on the flavoring thing because I've been a fan of cooking for a long time. Like even before I was into fitness and stuff, I just like cooking food. And like, I've been, I've been on a kitchen nightmares kick because I've never seen this this TV show, but I love Gordon Ramsay. I love Gordon Ramsay. He is the greatest. Yeah. But so I've been watching it and it's just really funny how when he, you know, criticizes chefs a lot on just like over like flavoring stuff, like overdoing it on things. And that's the thing I see a lot with like supplements is they're trying to get crazy with the flavors. And I'm just, I go like, you know, you don't have to make it super strong or super sweet. Just make it taste good. And that's enough. Yeah. And we don't, and we always, a lot of people are like, oh, you guys only have two flavors of protein, oil, and chocolate and vanilla. Other companies may have like 67 flavors, but you know, it, it it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we only have two flavors, but we can mix those flavors in everything. And they, yeah, you, you want a strawberry flavored drink? Great. Grab some dried strawberries, you know, like fresh dried strawberries from Sprouts in their bulk food section put a handful of those in your shake, in your vanilla shake, blend it up. And guess what? You have strawberry protein, <laughs> you know, it's, or, be, or just get some, get some red Gatorade and toss it in there and you're done. Yeah. I mean, Gatorade has a lot of sugar in it, but yeah, you can, you can put a little bit of Gatorade in there, but, um, a lot of people need more sugar in their diet. Some people don't need any sugar and it's like a whole thing. So it's, that's a whole another story, but I mean, you can, make, yeah. I mean, that's it's one of those things where it's like you can't please everybody where it's like okay like you know if we came out with a strawberry they'd be like oh why didn't you come out with cookies and cream first i don't know <laughs> grab some cookies and throw it in the blender no i'm <laughs> just kidding but, yeah well yeah, i mean that works that works i've done that before so yeah, it's pretty yeah, good there you go. um but um yeah i love gordon ramsay um we're actually making a for for dinner this evening we're making a pork chop but pork chop and uh, red pepper recipe from gordon ramsay um uh i would highly recommend his uh slow his uh slow cooked uh short ribs have you ever looked Um, at that one i probably haven't um i don't i i admittedly i do love to cook but i for some reason only know how to cook italian food really well um alex is a phenomenal cook so he does a lot of the meats and cooks those because he is i'm great at side dishes you want a risotto, you want a homemade mashed potato, you want rice, you want any side dish, I got you. But when- I've actually think I've seen you post some of Alex uh some of his cooking. So Yeah, he's a fantastic cook. Like he has yeah. You should uh you should look up the yeah, look up Gordon Ramsay's. It's a it's a it takes a few hours to do just because it's slow yeah. roasted with short ribs, but I bet Alex could put a great uh spin on it with uh with his uh, Korean background and make it like taste really, oh, really yeah, good. I'm sure he can. No, he is a fabulous cook. 
Um, I'm definitely spoiled. Um, I can bake like nobody's business. I love baking. Um, but yeah, he, I let him cook all the meat because if every time I cook steak, I love my steak, like blue rare, like, you know, tartar, 10 seconds. Yes. But most people aren't a huge fan of that. And I get it probably not ideal for 80, 80% of the population doesn't like it like that. Um, I don't know how to cook it any other way. So, um, yeah, I just let him go to town on, on cooking. He does a great job. Well, I, I do most of the cooking here at home too. So it's, it's a new world. Men can cook. Men, men can cook when they're good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I feel like if I'm given the challenge to make, a, I can, I can cook, I can cook well. I, food will get on the table. It's edible. People will eat it. People love the flavor, but I mean, he, he's just, he's much better. So I just prefer to be like the little sous chef. Like, okay, what do you need? Let me help you prep. Cause I'm good at organizing time. Time management is definitely one of my skills. Um, so I can definitely organize that and I just let him do the mastery of the cooking. Um, we cook with a lot of butter, so <laughs> that's probably why a lot of his food mm. is so good because we use a lot of butter. Um, it's always polydine on it. Carry gold. That's our secret. <laughs> yep. So before we get into like the real juicy, juicy thing about the supplement industry issues, like with obviously like the Blackstone Labs yeah, issues. One of the more one of the more interesting things for me is just the strategy of getting through the noise of not just this not just social media in general, but like the noise of the supplement industry because there's thousands of supplements out there, like if not supplement companies in general. Yeah. And like how do you like how do you break through that just because there's a lot of people out there with, you know, good information, good tactics, but they just don't either have the time or patience or knowledge. And like, so what, like, what as a marketing director do you look to like to be different from other companies other than just like blasting Instagram or Facebook ads? Yeah. So the big thing is um, we look for people like yourselves that are um, very brand positive and brand influencers. Influencer marketing is huge. Um, micro all the way from like micro influencers that have maybe a, you know, that five to seven K following all the way to the professional athletes. So we um, word of mouth was really how we grew. Um, we launched a um, ambassador program in 2016 and it did really well. Um, just for the pure fact that people that started taking the products actually started feeling a difference and started noticing things about their general health and wellness that improved. You know, our joint supplement product, people actually came back and said, wow, when I stopped taking this, I can feel this. I can feel the difference when I stopped taking extreme endurance. I can feel the difference when I don't take, you know, your electrolyte beverage versus if I drink a Gatorade, like the total difference of that. Um so we started capitalizing on that and, and giving people the opportunity to earn income by sharing because I could give money to the Amazons of the world all day long and they're never going to talk about our product as well as the consumer. And so what we do, what, I, what we do at um, X Endurance, which is we really try to give as much information as we can to the people that are sharing the product where they have an you know an intrinsic understanding of what the product's doing for them why it's so good and what the supplements are inside of them so yeah we have a lot 
and we have a phenomenal graphic designer um, who is just, he's baller. He, he creates these things that I just blow my mind on our social media where I look at it and I'm like, how did you, I gave you like two sentences, you know? And so he has a gift of just taking whatever we give him and making it into something that's really um, attainable by the general population. So we share that with um, our network so that they can go and share it. Um, we have a lot of professional athletes um, and the, we have world record holders we have in track and field. We have Olympians in track and field. We have, you know, Olympians in various sports. We have, you know, UFC fighters, MMA fighters. We have people in all different sports that take our product that are brand positive and they share with their network on why the products are different and why they're good. So I think aside from just us, I mean, I can say all the good things I want about our products and I work there, but it's different when I say it versus when someone else says it as a consumer, just because people trust that person more. I mean, a company's going to say good, you know, a company's never going to put out there, you know, oh man, our, you know, this product stinks, you know, this product doesn't work. We say it works and it doesn't like, you know, you'll never find that. You'll never find Bang saying, yeah, we definitely, you know, take this drink. It, we don't over, we don't oversell it on its value. It's totally worth every penny. You know, mm -hmm. they're never going to say that, but the consumer is, the consumer is going to tell you the real, real on what they feel, how they feel. Even if, you know, our athletes, you can see like the difference between our athletes and a lot of athletes is you see them taking the product you see them consuming the product in their daily life. You know, they'll post on their social media and they'll be drinking the product. Like they're taking it in their daily life. They're not just posing with it to say, look, this is the drink I'm drinking right now. And maybe the drink's not even in there, which happens a lot to a lot of companies where they say, hey, look, it's in your cup, but that's not what's in there. So you know, our <laughs> athletes are actually taking it. They know exactly what's in the product. They can explain the flavor exactly how it is. They don't pretend they take every single product. We have a lot of athletes that are like, yeah, no, these are the products I take. Yeah, you definitely want to avoid a, a Gal Gadot incident. Yeah. Do you know Do you know about that? Yeah, well, you can't you can't lie and say you're taking the products and then not take it. Like. Yeah, well, do you know specifically what I what I mean by the Gal Gadot, the lady who played Wonder Woman? Oh, I heard frankly about so, this, like like a very small snippet about this, but I wasn't paying attention. I don't think it came across my desk. I heard about it and then I just let it go. So the one I'm I'm the one I'm specifically referring to is the fact that she was uh I think she was she was promoting a I think it was an Android phone. Like she was promoting an Android phone and she was tweeting about it from uh an Apple phone. And because oh, okay. Twitter Apple has the bottom, tweeted from an iPhone, right? Yeah. And it said uh it said at the bottom Twitter iPhone thing. Yeah. It was uh, just I just looked it up. It was uh, she tweets ad for an Android phone from an iPhone because now there's a there's like a little label at the bottom of it that says uh, Twitter for iPhone or Twitter for Android, and it was uh, pretty pretty funny. And unfortunately, that's a that's a thing. A lot with the problem with a lot of social media. And uh, I hate saying influencers because I. I I guess I'm an influencer because I, I tell people about products I like and serv like services I use and all that stuff. But there's like people who get paid by companies to promote like the like an Android phone, but they like using an iPhone 
or people who get paid to use like optimum nutrition supplements, for example, or they like using uh, GNC products. It's like, it's like, yeah. like they just get a bigger paycheck and there's no actual organicness behind their words. Yeah. It's a lot so, of, no, it's a lot and that's, money is a motivator and that's unfortunate. That's how the world works. And it, you know, it'd be better for you just to be like, you know what, I'm just going to take the products I like taking and I'm not going to try to let someone sway me, but it's, it's hard. You know what I mean? And I, I totally get it. A lot of people, you know, you know, they can, they can do whatever they want. And I, I think that the word influencer, a lot of people have said it like, they're like, Oh, you're an influencer. And they've, they've scoffed at it, but it's important. And what's funny is the people, the same people that are scoffing at it are people that follow brand influencers that use their products because someone influenced them to use a product or someone had met, said something. So I don't think that it's a negative term whatsoever. I think it's really positive and to have a, you know, be an influencer for something that you truly believe in. I think that's even better. Like, cause then you're not working, you know, you're just sharing about things that you are passionate about and you may get a kickback from it. And that's great. And that's how the world works. Like I would never shun at somebody who said, Oh yeah, like I'm an influencer. And yeah, I do. I earn, you know, referral commissions on products that I sell. Great. Good for you. That's a great way for you to be using your network and your resources to help provide for yourself and your family. And that's just my personal take on it. I think brand influencers are great. I love them. I support them. I have a lot of, I follow a lot of influencers for various things, whether it's skincare or hair care. And yeah, I buy their products and I know for sure they're getting a commission from it and good for them. Yeah. And like, that's the, that's the thing is I've been burned by a lot of companies and sponsors in the past and I've been vocal about it. And now like, I don't, really care about having sponsors or having partnerships unless it's like with people I actually know personally. Mm -hmm. So like I've known you for a long time through weightlifting. So when you're like, Hey, do you want to be a part of team X endurance? I was like, yeah, I like your supplements. I like you. Uh, I know you're not going to screw me over. And for me, it's more about like, not, it's not about people like actually clicking my code or my link and getting me referral money. It's about being like, Hey, here's a product that actually works. It's clean. You're not gonna get popped for anything. You're not gonna get sick from anything. Uh, just go here and check them out and use it. It's not about being like, Hey, use my code, use my code, use my code anymore. Yeah. And like, that's like, for me, I think that's just something that a lot. Of, and also it's for me, it's just exhausting about having to post a code all the time because at a certain point it did, it didn't feel natural anymore to be like, Hey, use this product. It, it just felt like I was just, I was selling it rather than believing in it. Yeah. And that was, that was a, a another turning point in it as well. Yeah. And that's like, um, you know, back to that. So the, the team X and D program, um, we developed that because, when we decided that we weren't going to sell on Amazon Prime, or we weren't, we weren't going to sell on Amazon, we weren't going to sell in Box we weren't going to sell, we weren't going to sell anywhere. We were just like, nope, you know, we're going to just let the people that want to be part of the program, they, you know, can join Team XND. It's an awesome program. You get free shipping. It's two to three day shipping, depending on where you live in the U.S. Um, you get twenty five percent off all of our products. Awesome. There's an, and you know, we give you the option, Hey, if you want to earn 
some income on it, you can. If you don't, you just want a discount, great. There you go. That's how you do it. I mean, it's just attainable for everybody. Everybody can do it. It's consumer to consumer, basically. Consumer to consumer selling where you're a consumer of it and you want to share it, share it. Because I would rather give you or anybody else, you know, a cash bonus or a cash referral for um, sharing a product and putting it into Jeff Bezos' pocket. Sorry, Jeff Bezos, yeah. you're a multi-billionaire. You don't need, you know, Amazon. I don't think people really realize. I mean, I'm, so I'm, I'm terrible because I'm an Amazon user as well. But Amazon puts businesses out of business. <laughs> they offer. I mean, it's, they offer it's, their options it, online, a faster way to order it, and then they gouge the companies for you know selling their product. So it's unfortunate. That's the way it is. I use Amazon Prime, so I you know look who's calling. You know, look at the pot calling the kettle black. But I mean, it's the truth. So we would rather support people that actually take the product and know about the product and share about the product than su- supporting you know just the bigger corporations. Yeah, I mean, well, I know from personal experience when Muscle Driver was still around, one of the one of the major downfalls was the fact that in order to try and compete with Rogue Fitness, they started selling stuff on Amazon, yeah. and the, the problem that basically that with that was like Amazon's going to get their money one way or another. So like every order, basically every order through Amazon, we were losing money off of it just because of the i don't know really the details but basically like they're acting as a wholesaler but because they have so much power and reach they can write a a contract that really puts them in favor it was just it was just a nightmare for for small businesses i mean and for all intents and purposes and in terms of like how they're categorized like x endurance is kind of still a small business compared to like like walmart or uh other companies like gnc that are just absurdly gigantic so i mean i would say like you know we are um we're not we're not a startup by any means we've been around for a really long time but we're not a mega complex like a gnc and and you know it's like that's just like a mega giant um but again we we are in business to make people healthy and we're in business to you know help people learn about their body and learn about what they're putting in their body and how they can achieve we like to call it elite health (laughs) how they can achieve this elite health where they think you know i i feel like people still have this weird thing where they feel like they don't deserve something for whatever reason they feel like well you know they look at they'll look at an athlete at a high level and they'll be like, oh, well, yeah, they, they deserve to take those kind of supplements. They, they deserve that because they, they, they need to be healthy because they're part of this elite club of athlete. Or, you know, you, you look at sports players and you're like, oh, yeah, but I could never I, – I don't need to take that stuff because I'm, I'm not elite. Well, you do because every at the end of the day, you know – that elite athlete, you know, that NFL NFL star, MLB, you know, guy that just got oh, ever in my office is going to kill me. That everyone, <laughs> the guy got like four hundred thirty million dollars yeah. guaranteed or like something. He deserves to have elite health, but I don't, and I, that's so bizarre to me because everybody serves a purpose, and if you want to, you know, be healthy. You should get, you should be able to have the best products ever for your health. 
for you to be around a long time for you you know whether you have children or not have children or whatever you want you want a horde of 10 dogs whatever it is you should be able to be the healthiest version of you and I feel like people still have that weird thing where they don't feel like they deserve something because they may not be in this top category of elite athletes and I just think that's weird but I, I've heard it so like I know it's got to be more than one person because people say it to us oh I don't really need that because I'm not an elite athlete do you walk outside <laughs> you need it you know it's like I think it's just a weird thing that we have that we've always been told you know you're not good enough you're not a star athlete you're not a star this or star that so you don't deserve it or you don't need it but you do everybody needs everybody needs help yeah and it's not like the one thing i don't i think people misunderstand about supplements is the concept of you're trying to take supplements to like supplement a a healthy diet which is true but you know there are some supplements out there that are necessary regardless of whether or not you have a good or bad diet. Like there's a lot of information coming out there, like you mentioned earlier about creatine and cognitive function. And then there's other stuff about um, taking just DHA on its own separate from the rest of fish oil supplements for inflammation and memory health and cognitive function and all that stuff as well. Like you can take that stuff regardless if you're someone like me who cooks at home three times a day, or if you're someone who travels all the time, like that's independent of what your diet's like. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And people, you know, if you have, if you, I eat carbs, I love carbs. I mean, I'm Italian, so I love, pizza. I yeah. love bread. Um, so, you know, I know that all of that, you know, bread, carbs, sugar, they're, they're inflammatories. So I'm going to take something that's an anti-inflammatory, just to supplement my general diet. And if you're traveling, your immune system goes down because you're in a vacuum sealed germ pool. <laughs> if you get it, yeah. you know, so you need to, you know, protect your immune system. So that way you don't get sick. You know, a lot of people, the weather changes. If you live on the East coast or anywhere other than Arizona, <laughs> where we are, it gets cold, like really cold, you know, and the dramatic temperature changes and being shut up in a house all, winter long you know people get sick and kids get sick and then kids get passed them to their parents and if you work where people work you know then you get sick too and you know so I think there's just a lot of people think of supplements as only for people that work out when you know just general health you you can you can get the same supplements you can you can get the benefit of supplements um even if you aren't a super athlete or very active um, and that may help you when you go see your next doctor appointment with your general health and in your overview, you know, when, when they do physicals and they look at you and kind of like, oh, what are you lacking? You know, if you're taking supplements to supplement things like everybody, no matter your skin color, um, or if you get tan needs vitamin C D there's, there was a statistic, um, that one of the gals in our office did a blog on saying that over a billion people in the United States are vitamin D deficient. That's a lot of people. And, you know, sunlight, we absorb it through our skin, but we absorb a lot of it through our eyes. And, you know, we wear sunglasses, so we're blocking the sun, you know, and we're also absorbing harmful rays and not harmful rays. So there's a whole like 
you know, study on this, but vitamin D is really important and a lot of people are deficient in it and it's really important for your skin, your hair, your nails, your organs to function, your mood. Um, so there's just a lot I think that people don't know about the supplement industry and because there's been so much bad, just bad things in it, um, that people are scared of it and they just shun it away saying that, you know, all supplements are bad for you because or whatever. And they'd rather just go to the doctor and get something prescribed to them when that doesn't. Yeah. They'd rather, they'd rather get a, uh, pharmaceutical that has a host of can't even get into the pharmaceutical issues. No, I've been, I've been talking about that for a while just because it's, um, just because it's, it's been something recent with me in my life. Just because my girlfriend is, uh, narcoleptic. So she, she actually got a TUE approved for, uh, modafinil, which most people would know as provigil, but one of the main issues we keep hearing from people within like the supplement industry is talking about like trying to biohack and supplement your life with modafinil or some like off, like some off brand or black market versions of modafinil. And we're just like the main, like the, it's just so aggravating because even with something as common as a drug as common as Ritalin, like people don't for ADD or ADHD, people don't understand like it doesn't actually cure the issue of ADD or ADHD or other attention disorders. It just gives that person a momentary focus for like work or helps them become for like a little bit. Same thing with like modafinil for people with narcolepsy is that it gives them a temporary ability to manage their exhaustion so that they can focus but the problem is it's like no no drug is without its major side effects and it's just funny that people would rather go for drugs versus like fish oil or something right and you know and it's like you look at the the industry and so what a lot of people don't don't know is you know the those one a day pills that people love taking like oh i just need to take my my vitamin once a day and it's just one pill um your body only holds and processes those vitamins and nutrients for up to 14 hours. So last time I checked, there was 24 hours in a day. So that means if your vitamin is gone within 12 hours, what's protecting you the other 12 hours since you're only taking one? And I was one of those people that like, I hate taking pills. I hate it. I do not like swallowing pills. I'm the worst at it. I don't know why. I just don't like it. Um, I think there's actually a condition for that, like inability to actually swallow pills. I mean, we've had people that, you know, they're like, I can't swallow this many pills. And I, I totally get it. Uh, but eventually you get used to it. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, you know, are you going to suffer the momentary pain and frustration of swallowing something that you know is going to help you um, live a healthier, happier life? And then you kind of have to like assess it. Okay. I realize I'm taking like 12 you know, 11, 11 tablets or capsules twice a day, but I at least know what's going in my body and I know it's yeah. and I know it's helping me because I can feel it. You know, if I don't take, you know, the joint supplements for a week, I'm going to feel it. <laughs> so it's one of those things I think that yeah. everyone just kind of needs to um, explore and learn more and, and do some research and, you know, it's funny how the pharmaceutical people think that the pharmaceutical industry is the best. They're like, Oh, they do all the research. They have all the money. 
and like, yeah, but when the benefits of the sup- the benefits of the product are five seconds of the commercial and the other 45 seconds are the bad side effects, you should probably look into something maybe a little bit more, more natural if you can. And I understand there's a lot of conditions where pharmaceutical medication is the best and only alternative. So I would never tell someone not to, but if you can, you know, if you're taking an iron supplement and then you go get a prescription for one, maybe just look at, can I get this supplemented some other way than I have to take this, this supplement, you know, but, or this uh, pharmaceutical supplement. But again, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that do need pharmaceuticals. So I would never say don't take them if you need them, but you know, there's a lot of other healthy alternatives than just going by always what the doctor prescribes. Yeah. And I mean, the scary thing is a lot of times there's, there's pharmaceutical drugs on the market where even the manufacturers or the creators of the drugs still aren't entirely certain about the mechanisms again. Like I've been reading up on modafinil a lot just because I want to understand what my girlfriend's going through day to day. And the thing is like, it's been used off label as a cognitive enhancer. Like people are using it to try and improve their memory or their focus and X, Y, and Z. But the problem is, is like, they know that it helps. They know it helps the brain. I forget what the specific neuro uh, chemical that uh, narcoleptics have trouble producing, but it helps the brain produce this neurochemical. Mm-hmm. But uh, the exact mechanisms aren't entirely understood. So, and it's it's they know it puts the brain into a state of what's called executive uh, executive thought, which is like basically if you're being chased by a lion, you have just one focus: it's to get away from the lion. But like that's the problem is like a lot of a lot of doctors with like pharmaceuticals just because it has so many effects like even like a like Ritalin or other uh, ADHD medications Adderall like we know like a lot of the mechanisms that happen with it but a lot of the other mechanisms like downstream are not entirely understood right. which is something that even in the the supplement and exercise industry like people aren't entirely certain of, which is why like, if you have specific conditions, it's important to see someone like an RD or a physician uh, because, you know, if you have a vitamin D deficiency, obviously you need to increase your vitamin D. But if you don't have a vitamin D deficiency, what a lot of people don't realize is that taking too much vitamin D or too much iron or too much other X, Y, and Z can actually interfere with the absorption of other stuff. And, but like, that's why, again, I like X endurance is because they're not throwing out a, a ton of, ton of products with like 6,000% of the daily recommended dose of like B12, like some vitamin B supplements do. Yeah. And then you have to take into consideration, okay, I'm consuming this. I pay, okay, whatever, $30 for this 6,000% vitamin B12, but how much are you actually absorbing? Yeah, actually, like, you know, how much are you keeping and how much are you wasting, essentially? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's definitely something that 
you know, it's always, you always want to be cautious. That's why it's so important. Like, that's why it's so important. I think that it's becoming more and more popular people reading the labels, but um, yeah, really reading the labels and understanding what, you know, what your product's coming from. And, you know, we do the best to explain where our products are sourced from, you know, what, you know, where we're getting our fish oils and, and et cetera. And that's really important. And I think that more, more companies should, should do that more companies should be honest with where they're sourcing their and why they and why they they choose what they choose to to use in their product i think it would give the consumer more information but then again it's the veil it's the veil of the supplement industry where we don't we're not required to yeah and i mean that's that's the other problem is we were just talking about the issue with the pharmaceutical industry is not just you know, the issue of the drugs and the, you know, the complications that could possibly come about from taking certain, certain drugs versus a supplement. But the other issue is, and I'm gonna have to put a, a big disclaimer here is for people listening, like, don't do this. But the problem is, is like, it's actually very, very easy to get a lot of uh, a lot of drugs and pharmaceuticals online. And mm-hmm. like, uh, the, the latest pharmaceutical craze that's sneaking into a lot of supplements is uh our SARMs and for people who don't know that there's our, our selective androgen receptor modulators and like the most common one that people are going to pop for specific especially in like weightlifting is Osterin so yeah, that's in, you know what that one is right that's in a lot of uh pre-workouts and yeah which I, I don't know why because it's not a it doesn't it's not a stimulant of any kind yeah I think it's easy to sneak in there but that's the thing, like, you don't have, they don't have to tell you that it's in there. If there's, like, a small percentage of it in there, it's, like, I think it's, like, something, like, if it's 2% or less, they don't have to say it. Or something something weird where you don't have to say it in there. That's why we always tell people, if you're going to take a supplement, see if it's tested. If your supplement is not tested for banned substance, like, banned substance testing, you have to give them everything that's in the product for them to test. You can't just be, like, willy-nilly, like, throwing stuff in there. You know, they know what's in there because they're testing it. Yeah, I'm, well, you wouldn't actually know about the new legislature on this just because I know with Bigger, bigger was it Bigger, Stronger, Faster, the documentary on the supplement industry. Right. Um, I know, like, the issue was with a lot of, a lot of companies, particularly with uh, Blackstone Labs was the... Uh, and other companies I've been in trouble over and over again is the proprietary blend loophole, which is you have to list all the ingredients on a product on its label, unless you go like, Oh, it's a proprietary blend and you can hide exactly what it is. All you have to give is like the mixture and the, the uh, amount of the blend itself, but you don't have to actually say what it is. Is that still a thing? Um, I, I think that that thing is changing because we have um, proprietary blends and we put everything on there. Um, we don't put the, you know, again, it's proprietary, so there's a lot with the dosage, but we, um, if you look on the back of our extreme endurance bag, it says a proprietary blend and we list the products that are in there. But again, yeah. if you're going to have a proprietary blend, it's not about having the proprietary blend as much as testing what's in there. If your product is tested, it's safe. And that, like, you know, companies like the LGC, the Informed Sport, Informed Choice, um, even NSF, 
there, it would be not beneficial for them to pass something that is going to pop an athlete. So, you know, and, and athletes are held to a higher regard because of the sports they're in and they're, you know, Mm -hmm. crazy things like can't take laxatives, can't take this, can't take that. Like some, even some, you know, some things that you would think is absolutely ridiculous, but they're held to a higher standard to make it a fair playing field. So there, there's no advantages other than, you know, just hard work and dedication. That's your advantage. Yeah. You know, and so and I think that um, if you do like, like we, yeah, we do, we have proprietary blends in our supplements and, you know, we're not required to put the exact dosage of every single ingredient. That's not a requirement. There are some other things. I don't, again, I don't do the um, nutrition labels or facts or anything. So I'm not a hundred percent on all of this, but I do know that we, have the ingredient list on there on the back of the bag with the blend um so you can see proprietary blend and then it shows you in the little box what is in there and then we're drug tested so you know that our proprietary blend actually has what it says it is and it's not hiding anything because it's been tested yeah and the, like the reason i brought up the proprietary blend issue in austrian is just and the reason like the farm the pharmaceutical industry is not as clean as the uh the supplement industry is just because a lot of these these uh drugs and pharmaceuticals are easily accessible as uh research chemicals and the problem with that is you don't have to actually prove that you're a part of a laboratory to get these chemicals like there's just a little disclaimer box that says oh i promise not to use this for anything other than what it's uh, laboratory research X, Y, and Z. And that's how a lot of these things get into these like smaller brand companies is you can just, they can just buy it willy nilly wholesale off of these sites and just sneak it into the pre-workout and stuff. So that when, you know, uh, the testing agencies come and test their, their equipment or their X, Y, and stuff, it might not show up on the, the uh, processing stuff just because it could be put in at a another time or another date, which is right. sketchy and is like the main issue with companies like uh, I keep bringing up uh, Blackstone Labs, which is let me pull up the exact uh, thing here. It was you know uh, let's see here uh, yeah two companies and six individuals were charged with basically conspiracy to distribute unapproved and unlabeled drugs, mostly anabolic steroids in their supplements, which is like, that's just terrible on so, so many levels, it's, it's, but it's, it's like, just, oh man, it makes me so frustrated every time I hear something like, like, like that, because being in the supplement industry, which is why why we, why are you doing that to people? Like why do that to your consumer? You know that you're gonna eventually. The thing is, they always think that they're just lying enough to not get caught doing what they're doing. But you're gonna get caught. Every you always do. Someone eventually is going to figure out what's going on. You can't hide it. Yeah, I mean it's it. I mean that was a problem with. I think it was. I I don't want to mislabel the name of it just because I can't remember it. But I remember it was actually like a B a B vitamin, just like a B12 vitamin 
and a, a case, it was a, a case of like an elderly couple went into their, their doctor and they had jaundice because the supplement company that was producing this stuff was also, again, this is the problem with like, like major umbrella supplement companies was the same supplement company that was making this B12 vitamin was also putting uh, oral anabolic steroids into other supplements, but they weren't cleaning the distribution uh, machine properly. So they were putting, yeah, oral supplement, oral steroid uh, was residually getting to these B, these B vitamins. And for people that don't know, like oral, oral steroids are the ones that wreck your liver. So these, this poor elderly couple came in with jaundice because their liver had completely shut down. And like, that's one thing like for an accident to do like that, just to due to negligence, but purposely putting in steroids into your supplements is horrendous. And it makes companies like X endurance and, you know, like other, other good brands out there. Tough. There's a lot of really good, there's a lot of really good um, supplements out there that are, you know, clean, good, wholesome supplements, you know, obviously I work for X endurance. So I take all, I, I don't take any other supplements. Um, and, but I mean, I take an allergy pill, but other than that, I mean, other than those things, I, you know, I, I don't really take other supplements and I have in the past and there are other, there are good supplements out there. So it's not just, you know, just getting on here and just being like the only good supplements out there are X endurance. Obviously I think ours are top notch elite supplements, but there are really good products out there on the market you just need to you need to read and you need to really read about the company you need to read about the company and what the company stands for and really kind of do your do your own research and it's sad that that people have to do that much research just to find a good multivitamin but unfortunately that's how it is (laughs) yeah and then there's the there uh the blackstone thing is just a a whole host of just fraudulent issues For people within, you know, the the supplement industry itself, will remember the the uh, the lawsuit against uh, Progenex, which, if I remember correctly, basically they were saying that their recipe they had a a special uh, basically a, a special secret recipe that no one else was using, but like one of the lead uh, I forget what, like scientists or uh, supplement creators had left and he had taken the recipe with them. So they were just using the same exact recipe that was in, I think it was Optimum Nutrition. Yeah, so and, Optimum Nutrition, from what I understand, they have a base supplement that they, I don't know if it's Optimum Nutrition or another company, but they have the base that they sell to a lot of other protein for a lot of other supplement companies to use as their protein base. And I, Progenix, I think had the same thing. And then they had an issue with sucralose at one point. Oh yeah. I just, I just looked it up here. It was, um, it's basically saying that, uh, in the testing, it was when a, a third party tested it, uh, Progenix had the exact, had most of the same ingredients that was found within Optimum Nutrition and BSN. So yeah, it was like the parent company of all these yeah these groups that's, that's was the, I think that that's the the name I've heard a few times float around in in our office about um when when I when you know we we have to we always have to do competitor analysis it's part of being in the marketing team um every company has it every company should be doing I mean they, most companies that I know of that I've worked for because I didn't always work in the supplement industry I 
did marketing for, I worked in an agency, marketing agency, where I worked with a slew of different product, a slew of different companies from a child's gymnasium to real estate clients. So I've seen like a ton of different environments. And in every single instance, we always do competitor analysis testing to kind of see, okay, what are consumers, you know, why are consumers going to your competitor? What are your competitors doing? What are they using? What modes and, you know, keywords and like the whole slew of different things to look at competitor analysis. And so, you know, we, we look at our different competitors and see what they're using their product and BSN, I think was the one along with um, Optimum Nutrition as they formulate a base that they can sell out um, as white labeling to different companies as well. Uh, yeah, and that's what I remember you mentioned that earlier in in this conversation was you don't use the same formula as other other groups. You have your own formula and your own base yeah. uh base pro, uh, what was it base? Yeah, so it's like so it's like it's like a like um BSN will sell like the base of the protein. So they'll sell like the this is the comp combination of the protein. It's not flavored, so go ahead and add your own flavor, add your BCAAs, add whatever else you want to add to the protein but here's the base so i can say like i want a whey isolate whey concentrate or you know a whey okay hydrolysate or whatever and then that's what they give you and then you go and add whatever you'd like to it to make it your own um for your own company um i guess that it sounds like from that article that's what um the issue that progenics had had um when they with with their product um but yeah, that's so yeah, the, the main, so my main thing is, uh, as, so, you know, you said you don't like, uh, you don't want to do like the ads and the, the kind of the, the Amazon distribution, the third party set, uh, wholesalers, you don't want to spam people's social media with your, like, uh, with sponsored posts or paid advertising, which is another reason why I went with you guys was as you weren't in my face about it but like how how do you handle like whenever a another company is busted with like selling steroids or another company is busted with being fraudulent in their claims like what what is what do you do not just for x endurance to make yourself better but to say like hey the there are good companies and good people out there trying to give you good products like what's the what's the kind of thought process with um, that you know we do we do advertise um we just don't do it on the massive scale but we do we do advertise you know i won't lie to you about that we do advertise because we have to reach our market so you know that's you know it's part of just it's honestly part of being an well you know instagram is kind of going through this thing right now where um companies are having issues because they're only showing to about 1% of like, they're only showing their, their actual posts to like 1% because again, Facebook and Instagram are in the business to make money and they make money off businesses buying ads. So yeah, it's part of the, it's part of the whole ecosystem of living. But um, we, we have people reach out to us a lot saying that they take X supplement and can they take it with our supplement? And our stance is always, and will always be, while we cannot speak on other company supplements, we can tell you all the things about ours. And that's always, I think, how, I mean, as long as I'm there and as long as I think the other people in the marketing department are there is we 
we don't need we our product stand alone so well and we know that people that take it believe in the product and feel the difference and know they're feeling the difference that we don't need to speak to the other things that are going on in the industry we acknowledge that the supplement industry is riddled with like with you know fake products and products that aren't good for you and the only thing we can do is just keep promoting all of the research that we do internally and our our staff does um that our even our customers will reach out to us and say hey i did research on this thing and did you also know you know they are just eager to share their knowledge as well and so our stance is always just keep educating the consumer on what we use in our products and why we know they're good for you and what we can say about them and what we can't say about them and we're very cautious you know we don't make any medical claims and i think that's where a lot of supplement companies get get into really bad situations because they make claims where you can't back it up and what's the point of doing that you you can say these things and then someone's going to someone's eventually going to come back to you and say how can you claim this when you don't have any proof of it and so that's why we do the clinical research that we do that's why you know we test the products the way we test them because we want to make sure that if we we make a statement about anything we actually have the data to prove it prove it and other than that, we can just go by what we recommend people to consume based on research that we've done. But again, it's it's about learning and educating yourself. And you know, I've said it and in this, you know, podcast and I'll keep, you know, saying it. It's just continually educating yourself on what the products are and how you can take the best the best products. And that's kind of how we always always handle it. And I don't think we really need to go out and they're already in a really, really bad spot with the indictments. I don't really think we need anybody else to tell them that they're not doing so great. <laughs> so, so in short, just being honest uh, and being clear on what your products can and can't do, which is honestly something that's that's sorely missing, not just in the, str- the fitness or supplement industry, but kind of in business in general. Yeah, I mean, it's just we all are very in our in our office and i don't want to speak on behalf of everyone i work with but um i know for me for certain we're we're very passionate about what we produce and what we put out there and our passion speaks through on our on our social posts on um, any sort of training that people want to join people can jump on to learn about team x and d the products you know our company as a whole people can you know join different calls that we have um, to learn about who we are. And that's the stance we'll always take. We'll always take the honest approach. And, you know, if, if people are like, oh, well, why can't your products do this? I read that, um, you know, this supplement company also has this, the same thing as, as yours, but, you know, why, why aren't you guys saying this about it? It's like, well, we, again, we don't make claims. We can't back up and, and prove and, you know, we just continually do the research and we put out there what's recommended based on research we've we've done. And we always link to the actual science articles, you know, not Wikipedia. <laughs> so, you know, we do we try to we, we try to do our best to always be honest about what our products can do for people or what they should be doing based on research that has been conducted, whether it's by us or by someone else that has a Ph.D. that actually did a clinical study on it. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's really the best way to uh, to go about it with selling any product, whether it's programming or diet or whatever it may be, is just to be honest about 
one, what you can do and the limitations of it. Yep. But I mean, this is, this has been a really enlightening conversation about just what the supplement industry is, where it's going and its main issues. So I don't want to keep you going too long just because we started this a little bit later than we uh, had initially planned on it, but this has been awesome. Thanks for, for coming on talking. Thanks for having me on, Matt. It was fun. It was, you know, Again, I don't know everything there is about the supplement industry. I'm learning every single day. Um, there's always new things out there. And so I just always tell people just, you know, try to do your research, read, read a lot. There's so much out there to read and cipher through. And if you have the time and the care about it, you know, just do your research, read your labels. Yep, exactly. Do as, do as much research as you can. And at, at worst, just ask questions to the company itself. Yeah. Go ahead, slide, slide right. into their DMs all day.